Hi, I'm Patrick Finley. He's Mark Potash and Potsy. We just saw Justin Fields do something pretty remarkable with his arm. Kind of. We'll get into all that and the latest from the Bears' victory against the Titans in the preseason opener coming up on Hallis Intrigue. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Potsy, the Bears were going to play Justin Fields 7 to 10 snaps today. They played him 7, and he put up 14 points. He did it with his arm, kind of. I think that's about as impressive of an opener as we could have hoped for. Yeah, Pat. Usually, uh, there's, you're complaining that's uh, when a, when your starting quarterback only plays seven snaps. But I, maybe I've been conditioned by previous years. But it seemed like, hey, that was enough. Uh, obviously, they got to show more. He's got to throw the ball downfield. They got to, you know, you know, work an offense. You know, uh, a larger volume of, of of offense. But yeah, that was for openers. That was that was for for the Bears for openers. That was uh, dare I say impressive. Here's what Justin Fields did on the third play of the game. Threw a screen pass left to DJ Moore, who caught the ball, got a nice block from Darnell Mooney, uh, and then from Braxton Jones, uh, sprinting up the sideline for a touchdown. 62 yards. Uh, I believe that would have been the sixth best game by a Bears wide receiver last season, uh, just if he would have been done right there. Uh, Four plays into the Bears' second drive. It's third and eight. Uh, Luke Getze calls a little screen left to Khalil Herbert. Uh, there are two blitzing linebackers. Herbert kind of sells that he's pass blocking, slips out. Justin Fields is athletic enough to slide out, dump it off. Uh, there may have been an offensive lineman down too far downfield, maybe, uh, but there was no flag. Herbert took it uh, up the sideline, wasn't touched until about the seven, and then he muscled his way in for a, what, 56-yard touchdown. Uh, Justin Fields threw the ball uh, between the two plays, I think, five yards shy of the line of scrimmage. Four yards shy once and one (laughs) yard shy on the next one. But, boy, in the box score, they go down. It's about 118 yards of passing and two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of things you could could say about that that would kind of take away from the impact. I mean, it was against a second-team defense. Yep. Um, So so there's that. and yeah, they weren't uh, big downfield plays, but you know, and, and you know, we're kind of conditioned, or I'm kind of conditioned, just to always look for any morsel of hope with with the Bears' offense. And those weren't just—I always say when you throw the ball short, you know, when Aaron Rodgers throws dumps one off, and the, and, the, and Aaron Jones or somebody goes at 70 yards, you know, he gets all the credit for that, and and rightfully so. There's an art to, as we know, anyone who's watched Bear quarterbacks with screenplays, there's an art to doing it. There's timing on the part of the quarterback. There's timing on part of the uh, the block and everything that's a good play uh, relative to whatever the you know, kind of defense was they were presented with so to me those count uh, I think Absolutely. I think those are good so I think you made the point earlier that uh, you know that that's still good design that's still good execution um, the bar is low for any Bears offense any little thing they show like execution and design is good and so I take I take that as a positive with a lot more to prove I think that that is better news for the Bears' offense than it was for Justin Fields. But I think that's okay because I, I think that giving the ball to a playmaker like T.J. Moore and watching him do that the first time he touches the ball in your uniform is a good thing. I think when you saw Cody Whitehair leading the charge down the sideline with Khalil Herbert behind him, this is a guy moved to a new position who very easily could have been cut. 
this right. offseason, but the Bears wanted to try him at center. Uh, you know, the Bears decided to try and surround Justin Fields with some real help this year. And the fact that that real help made his life easier today is just so different from last year where, number one, every pass was hard all the time. And number two, he was the one who had to put everybody on his back. Uh, it's kind of nice to see the inverse this time. Right, and that's uh, for now that's kind of how it has to be, but that's the way it's supposed to play out. Yeah, like you said, that was the big issue. Not enough help for Justin Fields. Now they do. And we saw a little, little bit of it. You know, that's, that's you know, hey, we've seen Bear quarterbacks hand off three times and take the rest of the day off. And, and, and that's been that's been kind of depressing. I thought relative to that kind of thing, this was actually, in, uh, uh, um, I don't know about exciting, but certainly uh, uh, encouraging. So, I, yeah, I think it's a good, uh, let's put it this way, a good first step, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I, yeah. I use the word proof of concept or the phrase proof of concept in my story that, that it may not mean much, but at least the idea of surrounding him with better players seems to pay off. I want to read you a quote from Matt Eberflus, if I may. I will not do an Eberflus impression. When you increase your skill on your football team, the, catches, the catch and runs get larger and the stat lines look better. Freaking imagine that, Potsy. This is a team that spent $90 million in dead cap space last year. They paid more money than any other team in football. On play, or for players who weren't on their roster. You know, Justin Fields is throwing to Nikhil Harry and Byron Pringle and is getting sacked at a higher rate than any than all but one person in the history of football who uh, throws 300 passes in a season. I'm not saying this team is uh, a Super Bowl contender. I'm not saying they're a playoff team, but they seem to be an upgrade from what we were dealing with last year. Yeah, like I said, they're making progress. This is a step forward. Um, it makes next week even more interesting, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great I, – I just – for some reason, I just like the idea of the uh, uh, of the crossover practices you know, heading into the game. I just feel like this, this team right now really needs it and can benefit from it. And I think a game like this is a good kind of jumping off point uh, to get to that next step. So I think, like I said, all in all, um, relative to the fact that this is a preseason opener, you know, for the Chicago Bears, uh, pretty encouraging. 23 to 17, by the way, your final score. The Bears win. Uh, they get a stop in the end zone with about a minute and a half left and then uh, punt and get a pick at the end of the game. They had eight sacks. They had, what, four takeaways, five takeaways? Uh, defense played pretty good. Uh, to me, there were two guys, and you wrote about both of them, uh, Potsy, who stood out on defense, guys who you know are really going to actually be on the field in week one, and that was uh, Kyler Gordon, the slot cornerback, and, and – Tyreek Stevenson, the rookie outside corner. Let's start with Gordon. What was what was so impressive about him to you? Well, it was interesting the way that it kind of ensued. He had two huge hits and, and uh, really showed the physicality that he really wants to show, you know, where you can kind of be like a safety and a cornerback in that slack corner position. You know, you can kind of, you know, do both and it allows him to be more physical. And sure enough, he was. And uh, he made two big hits um, on Chris... Moore, Chris it? Moore, yep. yeah. Um, both jarred the ball loose, but he didn't even get credit for any, for for a fumble. I think the first one, the whistle was blown, the play was blown dead before right. the the fumble. And on the other one, uh, it was was that was that reviewed? Yeah, and, and he didn't have didn't have possession. It was right. an incompletion. Right. Um, so neither of them stopped the Bears from having from, from the Titans from having a twelve play seventy five yard touchdown drive. That's the bad news. 
Uh, but the good news is that he displayed a, uh, a kind of physicality that uh, that this that is more in, in line with what we expected from uh, a defense that is guided by the hits principle. So I thought that was pretty good. And just talking to Kyler Gordon afterwards, I think he's just he's such a perfect. He's just the epitome of what this defense is. Um, a guy who had kind of a, a talented guy, a second-round draft pick, who had an up-and-down rookie year, but was what was the arrow was pointing up at the end. He showed that he had kind of learned, learned well. And this year, you know, he's taking the next step. It was just interesting to hear him describe it as like I think he used referred like kind of a Zen type of uh, inner inner peace, inner calmness that where he, nothing bothers him, nothing bothers, nothing's hectic. He's just he's got to kind of find a comfort zone that's allowing him to play the way he does. It was a it was a really interesting way to explain it and it just really tells you where you know where he is and where this defense is now can he carry that on against you know better competition well we'll see but um i think it was i think he's on his way let's put it that way worth pointing out the titans rotated malik willis uh and uh the kentucky quarterback will levis uh today they kind of played intermittently so each of them you know got to play with the good teammates and the bad teammates and all of that Kyler Gordon had talked to us before, Potsy, about just kind of thinking too much last year. He said he'd be at the line of scrimmage, and rather than thinking about how am I going to stop my guy, he'd be, you know, watch the motion go and and then sit and and try and convince himself something was going to happen or something was not going to happen. Is this just a rookie calming down? Is this a good example of the Bears coaching them up the right way? Is there a way to parse the difference? I think it's all of it. I think think it's a talented guy. Uh, Very often – the Bears will have some overachieving, undrafted guy who goes through those same things and just doesn't have the talent to take the next step, to right. learn from it, to get better. They're dealing with second-round guys like Brisker and Gordon mm-hmm. and and uh, and Tyreek Stevenson. These are really talented four- and five-star guys who are, who have the talent to use what they've learned and actually be, be good. So I think it's all of what you said. I, I think it's I think he's I think he's the game is slowing down. He's learning, but most of all, as Eberflus referred to, he's got talent, and that makes and we're seeing the difference already. I think Tyreek Stevenson, uh, in my mind, probably had the best game of any defensive player the Bears had. He led them in in tackles with seven. Of course, that's not always a good sign when you're a corner. But I thought he played. I thought he just kind of had his nose in everything, and yeah. he didn't seem overwhelmed. He didn't seem uh, overmatched and you know okay it's the titans their wide receiver core is not particularly interesting to begin with but i think that's what you want for a rookie is he looked at home and do you know right. who looked at home last year jaquan brisker in the yeah. preseason yeah, right. uh jalen johnson we've seen him not be not be cowed uh, a couple years ago when he was a rookie i, I think it was a really good first step for stevenson and matt uh Iberflus acknowledged as much after the game as well. Yeah, I like I like Stevenson. I like I just like everything about him. The way he is, kind of the confidence he has, uh, and just his general approach. We talked to him after the game. He sounded more like he had a bad game. <laughs> like I said, you know, what do you take from this? He says, well, I've got, I've got that I've got I can learn from a lot. I can learn a lot from this. And right. like he, I mean, because he made the misplay on the very first play that allowed Gordon to make that big hit and mm-hmm. more when it was a thirty-yard gain because he just was so. I don't know if it was, he said it was jitters or whatever. He was just so, so whatever amped up by the moment that he lost his all the things they talk about their technique and their keys and sure. all the discipline things that. Uh, so he so he he rude that and then on the pass defense the pass breakup he had that could have, he that could have been an interception he thought that should have been an interception and so to him. He's just got a lot of work to do. He didn't. He didn't really uh, emphasize, I guess, the the tackle for loss, which is a really nice play. Kind of 
kind of smoking out a, a, a wide receiver yes. screen. Yeah. That's pretty adept. Uh, uh, that and I think he had another, another couple plays I can't remember that were just good open field tackle type things. Uh, and anytime you get a cornerback who can tackle, uh, that's really good. So, so yeah. So overall, he was yeah. I thought overall it was a good starting point for him as well. And um, we'll see where he takes it from here. I want to give a quick acknowledgement. Travis Gibson uh, had himself. Uh, uh, he did three quarterback hits in a sack. This is a guy who was a third stringer in their uh, original depth chart, which is pretty mm-hmm. f- uh, fall. Uh, a pretty significant fall from two years ago when he had seven sacks. Uh, you know, the Bears had eight sacks today, and a couple came from defensive linemen, and that's something we haven't been able to say in a long yeah, time. Yeah, uh, and Travis Gibson, you know, good for him was uh, – um, I'll be honest, I'm not sure exactly how real that was, uh, that he'll, how, how much of that he'll be able to sustain that when the competition level ramps mm-hmm. up because we just haven't seen it from him uh, since last year anyway. Uh, but, yeah, he was consistently – I mean, he, he had three quarterback hits, but even more than that, even when even when he didn't get credit for that, uh, he was still you could, he was still you still noticed him like the really great players. You know, you notice them on every play, mm-hmm. the great pass rushers, and he was that. So that's hope too, and maybe that's a guy who's been spurred by uh, the fact that the, you know the Bears have added you know added uh, depth or, or quality to uh, to their defensive end rotation. One of the things he told me about earlier in camp was that his change of direction really needed fixing. This offseason was that. You know, even if he got in against the quarterback, the, the quarterback uh, either rolled out or pirouetted or whatever, he was dead. Um, and so chasing, especially Malik Willis, who was one of the more athletic quarterbacks in the, in the league, uh, I thought that was good practice for him. Um, one more thing, if I could add. Please. Uh, uh, just as far as the, the, the theme, I think, of my what I was writing was just you know, what, what we saw, what did, what did we see out here have the best chance of being real, at least on the defensive side? You know, to me, it was, it was definitely Gordon. Uh, with just you know just thumping people at Stevenson, but uh, but also Zach Pickens, the yeah. rookie defensive tackle, he had a sack and just in general was I think was just played really well and you noticed him as well. I think he had a fumble recovery too, but again for playing you know he's playing the second team you know, with the second team, but that's a second team guy who figures into the first team kind of rotation. Sure. So that's not a backup who's going to be on the sideline all year. He'll be in that rotation, and I thought his. Um, uh, his performance today boded well for not himself and for, and for this defense as a guy who uh, you know who who has a lot to learn, but also again another five-star guy who gives, really has a ton of talent. Let's talk about somebody whose performance did not bode well, and that is Valus Jones. Bears punt returner today was not their kickoff returner, but he was their punt returner. Uh, the first punt of the game was left short. He charged it, let it bounce, and then kind of caught it without issue. The second one. He let it bounce two yards in front of him, had to backpedal to catch it. As he caught it, got popped, muffed the fumble, uh, and the ball was recovered by the Titans. This guy, he had five punt returns last year. Two of them he fumbled, both of them in the fourth quarter of games that the Bears lost by one score. They have talked all last year and all this offseason and all this training camp about ball security and how important it was for him, and he does this. Matt Eberflus said afterwards, "Hey, we got to work on fundamentals. We got to, you know, uh, plan ourselves under the ball. We got to get to the spot. We got to catch it. All that sort of stuff. That's all well and good, Potsy. But boy, he needed to not have a game like this. Yeah, it's really it's disappointing. I feel bad for Bayless. He's a you know, nice kid, and he's he's got a lot of talent, a lot of speed, and he's, stuff. He's really but, fast. Yeah, but, you know, he's also got a little bit smaller window, uh, a little smaller margin for error." 
this year than last year, and so that's not a good mistake. That's a bad. That's a bad, badly timed mistake for him. So, but again, it's one play. It's early. I think they'll give him a chance. But boy, um, they have options at that receiver and at returner more than they did last year, and that really puts the pressure on him more than ever to really put this behind him and and get back on the horse. The guy who returned kicks for them today, Tyler Scott. Is a rookie wide receiver. He plays Velas's position and could take his job, Posse. And I wrote this in the paper. Velas, if he's going to make the team, it's got to be because he's good on special teams. It has to be. Like, yeah. that's if you're going to keep him and if he's not going to return kicks and punts, you might as well keep somebody else. And I think the Bears would like to have his speed uh, available on offense. I think they'd love to run a fly sweep twice a game with him. Uh, and I think there's reason to think he'd be pretty good at that. But man, if he can't return kicks and punts, you got trouble. He was pretty good at kicks last year, yeah. um, but the fact that they didn't want to see him do that today—that's uh, not good either. Yeah, I feel bad for Valus because he's one of those guys. It's almost like I hate to say not his fault, but it's almost like not his fault. It's like the harder he tries, the worse it gets. Yeah. And you know, he wants it so badly. Sometimes, sometimes you want it so badly that you just cause yourself even more problems. And I don't know if he's quite like that, but it sure seems like that with these things keep popping up when he absolutely, and the last thing he needed was for that to happen. And he almost made it happen by, it's not like he, it was the catch, it was the bounce and then trying to, it's like he's trying too hard. He's trying to make a play when he, when he shouldn't and, and, and it cost him. So we'll see what happens. Well, but it, like I said, yeah. he's got a very sm- a much smaller margin for error. Yeah, he almost made three mistakes on that play, which was he let a ball bounce two yards in front of him that he probably could have caught. Then he decided, rather than let it roll, to try and field it. And right. then once he fielded it, he dropped it. And, and, I, and I think what you're getting at is that he's aware that it's something he needs to work on. Right. And it's important to him. Yeah. I think we all can sense that yeah. for sure. Yeah. And when mistakes keep happening to players like that, that's a bummer. Um, there are guys like him who spend 10 years in the NFL, and there are guys like him who spend no years in the NFL. Right. As talented as, you know, they're, they, they, they've they got everything, but there's just always something in the way. And so, you know, that's on the Bears. It's, it's, it's on Valus, but it's also on the coaching staff to try and find a niche for him and to, and to coach him up and, uh, and because he's got a ton of talent. And, um, you know, he can – he can be good, but I don't think they have time to wait until they're like the Patriots or the Chiefs or the Packers where anybody you throw in there, all of a sudden, you know, Robert Tunyon scores 10 right. touchdowns or whatever, uh, where anybody you throw in there becomes uh, becomes good. I don't think the Bears have that kind of time. I also think he has enough of a, of a draft pedigree that I, I think if they cut him, I think somebody would pick him up. So Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. somebody would try to fix Absolutely. him. Absolutely. And so this isn't one of those, ah, we'll just get him through the practice squad and he can work on it for the next yeah, three no, months. Yeah. Uh, this is something they got to figure out here in the next month or so before cut day. Uh, Potsy, anything else grab you before we go? I, I was going to suggest game balls, but we just kind of went offense, defense, and special teams. And 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 plus, I, I guess game balls is more of a regular season yeah, affair. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that, uh, if it's that even. Um but uh, no, it's a, it's the, you know, it's a preseason game. Uh, don't want to make, I know we want content, obviously, but you know, I don't want to make too much of it and try and keep everything in perspective. Um, it'll, I guess what I'm, I guess what I would say is it's just really going to be interesting to see, looking back on this, what is real and what is not. Like I, 
wrote my story today, it could turn out that that 12-play, 75-yard drive on the opening, on the opening uh, possession for a defense that was missing four starters, that could be the indicator. Maybe could that be. was, maybe that, who knows? You By know? Malik Willis. That's, hap that's happened, right, that's Malik, happened before. Malik Willis's yeah. passer rating yeah. last year was in the 40s. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. he's not but, a good quarterback. But I choose to think that Kyler Gordon's thumping will, uh, it, to me, I, in my heart of hearts, I really believe that uh, that, that will end up being more of a, har of a harbinger uh, or a tone-setting thing. This is because that's just the way this defense wants to play. Mm -hmm. uh, now it's a matter of just going out and doing it. And we'll be able to uh, see what happens here in the next week. As you and I talked about, I, I think what happens in Indianapolis is going to be really, really important to kind of the arc of this preseason and, and them figuring out exactly what they've got at a lot of spots. Potsy, the good news is we will be there to see it with our own two eyes, and we will bring the podcast microphone with us. Until then, you can follow Mark and myself and Jason Leisure uh, on social media. Uh, you can check us out at the Sun-Times website. Go ahead and download the app on your phone. I really do like that as a way to read the oh, paper. I love that app. Yeah, the app or the E. You can read the E edition. Mm -hmm. And remember, signing up is free, uh, so it costs you nothing, and, and you get some really, really good Bears coverage. Uh, and if you live in town, as always, Potsy, go pick up a paper. Um, yes. Yes? Yeah, from your mouth. From my mouth to, to God's, yeah. God, God's ears? Yeah. To our, to our readers' ears. Yeah, because this is a because uh, this is an audio medium. You you can't tell. Well, Potsy's been nodding for ten seconds, as though you can see that at home. Anyway, follow us along uh, as we march on through the preseason. For Mark Potash and Patrick Finley, thanks so much for listening. We will be back again real soon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.